Former President Donald Trump's tax returns have been quite the hot-button issue ever since he ran for president in 2016. Throughout his campaign and during his presidency, Donald Trump bragged about his business acumen and his ability to minimize his tax obligations by using the tax code to his advantage. However, despite a large amount of bragging, he refused to release his tax returns to the public. But now, after a long legal battle, the House Ways and the Means Committee, which is led by Democrats, was able to release six years of Trump's tax returns for the years of 2015 through the tax years of 2020. In this video, I'm going to explain the key details of Trump's tax returns. I'm going to go over all the important tax documents and everything that you would want to know regarding his tax situation. And Trump's income and taxes will be uncovered during this video. So please make sure you stay to the end of this video if you would like to know how he pays the least amount of taxes possible. Let's dive in. All right, guys, the first thing we're going to talk about is Trump's income taxes between the years of 2015 and 2020. I'm going to break it down year by year so you have a better idea of what taxes he paid and what his tax liability was for each of those years. Let's begin with the tax year 2015. In the tax year of 2015, Trump and his wife declared a negative income, a negative income of $31.7 million. So we'll talk about how you can declare negative income in a second. So this means that his taxable income was obviously going to be at zero dollars. OK, but they still paid federal income taxes that year. In that year, they paid federal income taxes of six hundred and forty one thousand nine hundred and thirty one dollars. So they didn't escape taxes the year of 2015, but they did report negative income in 2015. Let's jump over to the tax year of 2016 for 2016. Donald Trump declared negative income of $32 million. So this was becoming a commonality for Donald Trump. Their taxable income for this year, as you guessed it, was at $0. So in 2015, negative $31.7 million taxable income was at $0. The amount of Fed taxes paid was $641,931. In 2016, they reported a negative 32.2, let me get it correct, 32.2 million dollars in negative income and their taxable income was at zero dollars as well that year. Now, this is going to be a little bit surprising to you. The total amount of Fed taxes that were paid that year was only $750, okay? So you could see there's a difference. In 2015, Trump reported negative income of 31. Uh, 7 million taxable income was zero, but he paid federal taxes of 641,931. He jumped over to 2016 year, had another negative year of $32.2 million. His taxable income was still at zero, but this year his federal balance dropped down to $750. Yes, I'm going to explain how that happened. Let's jump over to year 2017. Now that we're in year 2017, Trump declared negative and i know you guys are probably already knowing that this was going to be another negative number trump declared negative 12.8 million um in negative income which means of course again taxable income was at zero dollars and here's what i want you to know about this year of 2017 in the year of 2017 trump also had a federal tax balance of only 750 dollars so this is where um, the Democratic Party started to get a little confused here. Like, how is somebody reporting negative losses as a billionaire, owns so many businesses, owns so much real estate, and manages to squeak by only paying $750 in 
in federal taxes, right? So this is what's happened so far from 2015, 2016, 2017. He's reporting negative, negative. Now, 2017, it jumped down by half, okay? So he's losing some of his ability to claim losses when he jumped down to 2017. But what happened in 2018, guys? What happened in 2018? Do you guys remember the Tax Cuts Jobs Act? So this is the bill right here, and we're very proud of it. In 2018, when Donald Trump did that big tax overhaul, so during that year, Trump reported $24.4 million in total income. Of this $24.4 million, $22.9 million of this was taxable income that year that he jumped into office and did the whole Tax Cuts Jobs Act. Now, <laughs> the amount of federal taxes was only $999,000. Um, $466. Yes. $999,466. Yes. So that was how much uh, Trump paid in federal taxes in 2018. So this, <laughs> these numbers might be confusing you as a taxpayer watching this. Like, how do you go from a year where you're reporting all these losses and then you're in a year where you are reporting income, but then you're only paying like a million in taxes, but you're, you have taxable income of 22.9. So we'll get around to all that. But let's jump over to 2019. We still have two more years to discuss. 2019 and 2020, the two last years that we had access to. In the year of 2019, Donald Trump declared 4.44 million um, in taxable income, or sorry, in total income, 4.4 million in total income, 2.97 million was taxable, okay? So we jumped over to the 2019 year. He's still positive. He reported positive 4.4 million as his total income now that he's president. Taxable income of 2.97. Between him and his spouse, they paid $133,445 in taxes. Okay. So he had some years where he paid no taxes, had some years where he paid $750 in taxes. Now we have a year where he's paying about $133,000 in taxes. Bottom line is, we all know that Donald Trump is sitting on a lot of money and he's not paying as much income taxes as many of us. So what is he doing? We'll continue to learn more. All right, let's jump into year 2020. For 2020, the former president and his wife declared a negative income in the year of 2020. The negative income amount was $4.69 million, and of which taxable income for the year of 2020 he had $0 in taxable income and he paid $0 in Fed taxes for the year of 2020. And his refund this year, in the year of 2020, he actually got a federal tax refund. His refund that he received back from the government, which means the government gave him money back, um, was $5.47 million. Question, put it down in the comments. Put it down in the comments. How many of you guys have received back a uh, $5 million tax refund? Put that in the comments if you have. Put in the comments if you've received a $4 million tax refund or a three or a two or a $1 million tax refund. I just want to know if there's anybody who's received seven-figure uh, tax refunds. That is some big money coming back to you. So let's do a quick recap. In 2015, he reported negative income of $31.7 million, $0 taxable income, but he owed money to the IRS, $641,931. We jumped down to the year of 2016, where he's reporting again negative income of $32.2 million, 
taxable income of $0. Federal taxes in the year of 2016 were only $750. He also was able to repeat the same strategy in the year of 2017, reporting negative income with taxable income of $0. And then he went back to reporting taxable income again in 2018 of where his total income was 24.4 million, taxable of 22.9. Federal taxes were 999,466. We jumped down to 2019. He's reporting again, positive income of 4.44 million, taxable income of 2.97. His taxes in 2019 were only $133,445 to the feds. And then in 2020, negative income, he jumped back into negative status of 4.69 million, taxable income of $0, zero taxes owed to the IRS. And the IRS gave him a refund amount of $5.47 million. Ladies and gentlemen, this is how the system works. Now, let's talk a little bit about Trump's response to his tax returns being released, because this man was not happy about, you know, the government digging into his returns and the Democrats wanting to get access to everything. And it kind of thwarted his plans. After his tax returns were released, former President Trump put out a statement in which he condemned the Democrats and the Supreme Court for allowing his tax returns to ever be released. He also warned that the forcing of presidential tax returns to be released and to be carefully examined of the financial affairs of elected officials is a two-way street, hinting that it could end up backfiring on the Democrats at some point in the future. That's what he was hinting at. Now, in addition to the comments that he had said, he also said this, the Trump tax returns once again show how proudly successful I have been and how I have been able to use depreciation and other various tax deductions as an incentive for creating thousands of jobs and magnificent structures and enterprises. I get behind that statement, guys, because I use depreciation to do the exact same things, and I'm teaching my clients to do the exact same things as well. So with that statement, and based on the way the laws are currently written, I do get behind that statement. Now, let's analyze Trump's tax returns. Looking at the Trump tax returns reveals a lot of interesting information. For example, it reveals a fairly consistent pattern that Trump makes millions of dollars in interest and investments and then claims millions of dollars in business losses just about every single year. Then, usually, he ends up paying a very small amount of taxes because his business losses drastically reduces his adjusted gross income. In fact, I'm just going to explain this. Despite his net worth of billions of dollars and the fact that he owns businesses around the world that generate tens of millions of dollars in revenue every single year for for years on end trump is paying nothing almost nothing in federal income taxes and some people just find this so irritating and i <laughs> i'm not going to comment on it now however others find it very intriguing which i do could it really be true that trump actually actually understands the United States tax laws better than most anyone else does and has commonly bragged about it. Is that true? Is it true that he is using clever strategies to pay tiny amounts of taxes while earning and keeping tens of millions of dollars every single year? Well, one strategy that he appears to be taking full advantage of that he has mentioned in responses over and over and over and over again is depreciation. Depreciation deductions are commonly used by the wealthy. Wealthy people invest in real estate to lower their tax burdens. I speak about this almost at the beginning and the end of every single YouTube video. Now, considering that Trump is a well-known real estate tycoon, very well-known real estate tycoon, it makes sense that he would use depreciation as his primary strategy to avoiding taxes. How does the real estate depreciation work? This is where I like to insert myself into this entire conversation. 
So how exactly does depreciation work? How has Trump used depreciation to lower his taxes? Basically, people who qualify as real estate professionals, and I'm gonna explain, are allowed to deduct the entire cost of the property, the wear and tear, the expenses over a certain amount of years, okay? Now, stick with me on this because so many people will never be able to use depreciation because they're gonna look at this part of the conversation and say, this is not for me. I can't learn this stuff. This is too complex. I'm not meant to have this stuff. Please stick with me on this part of the training. For residential real estate, the time period is 27.5 years. That has not changed. It has not changed since I've been born. The time period is 27 and a half years for residential real estate. For commercial real estate, it is 39 years. The government allows you to write off the entire building over those two amounts, 27 and a half, 39 years. Now, claiming depreciation losses for real estate helps to offset earned income, earned income. Let me be repeat, earned income. Trump also took advantage of something called cost segregation studies. Cost segregation studies are a tool. How many of you guys love tools? How many of you guys love resources? How many of you guys feel like the wealthy class have more tools and resources than the, the middle and lower classes? Cost segregation studies are a tool that the real estate investors use to accelerate depreciation for certain non-structural components of a building. Carlton, can you explain to me what a non-structural component of a building is? Because I don't know. I didn't get taught this stuff in class. Of course, neither of us did. Let's go over this right now so we can walk away with this information. Non-structural components of a building includes light fixtures. It includes appliances like washers, dryers. It includes flooring and floorboards. So in other words, cost segregation studies allow real estate investors to claim higher levels of depreciation losses for a period of time. Now, you might be thinking, is it a random period of time? No, it's not a random period of time. The government also created different rules around what the periods of time are going to be. There is a five-year period, a seven-year period, a 10-year period, a 15-year period, and what we've already discussed, 27 and a half year and 39 year. So understanding this will help real estate investors like Donald Trump to lower their tax burden even further every single year. Now, as a seasoned real estate investor, someone who's been doing this for a while, someone who owns a wide variety of properties around the world, it is essentially a certainty that Trump is using this real estate depreciation deduction strategy to the fullest advantage that the IRS allows. Now, this is one of the main reasons why he is able to reduce his taxable income every single year. I also wanna to talk to you about what other strategies could Trump be using to minimize his taxes outside of just real estate? Trump is a owner or a co-owner of hundreds of different business entities. A large percentage of these entities are pass-through entities. Yes, I'm gonna explain what that means. By structuring many of his businesses as pass-through entities, he's able to avoid a tremendous amount of corporate taxes that he would otherwise have to pay. Okay, so this is because unlike certain types of corporations with pass through entities, the income flows through the businesses 
to the owners. This allows the owner to escape double taxation by filing tax returns for a corporation and then paying taxes on the amount of money you made from the corporation over here separate. That's what happens with a, a C corporation. There's double taxation. So Donald Trump uses a lot of flow through entities where all the income flows over to his personal tax returns where he can use his personal real estate and all of his personal investments and use accelerated depreciation to offset the tax bill. Now, other strategies that Trump uses to minimize his taxes are called NOL carrybacks and NOL carry forwards. NOL stands for net operating loss. Let's just pause for a second. If you're sticking with me right now, I'm proud of you. This is a lot of tax jargon. I'm not trying to throw a bunch at you. I'm trying to simplify something that is so complex that it seems to me like no one wants to talk about on the internet. No one's on the internet sitting here talking about taxes and how the wealthy are leveraging the tax system. I just wanted to take the time to show you this. This right here is like, I geek out, I nerd out over this stuff. I just wanna make sure it makes sense to you. NOL stands for net operating loss. So an NOL carry back is when a net operating loss is carried back into an earlier tax year and an NOL carry forward is when a net operating loss is carried forward into a later tax year. So what this means is that Donald Trump is essentially able to move business losses from one year to a different year in order to optimize his tax savings and optimize paying back loans. This is just another legal strategy. By the way, all this is legal. This is just another legal strategy that he has used to reduce his tax burden year after year after year. I copy a lot of the same tactic tactics, so I don't want you to feel like, like I, I, I'm not implementing the same things as well, guys. You guys all have access to this information now. Now, in addition to using pass-through entities, real estate depreciation, in a well carrybacks, in a well carry forwards, Trump's army of accountants and lawyers also look for any and all possible tax deductions, tax credits and loopholes that he and his businesses might be eligible for on a yearly basis. People like Trump are gonna get audited every single year. They're not surprised by that. He has his own accounting teams. He's gonna hire his own accountants to audit his own stuff way before the IRS ever gets to it. So let's just start off there. Now, Trump uses everything from research to development credits. These types of tax credits give him money back. He's also investing out of the country. He gets foreign tax credits. He gets general business credits. He's getting oil and gas credits that many taxpayers may not have ventured into yet. And this all contributes to him reducing his overall tax burden. Now, to conclude this video, because I don't want your emotions to get jaded, I'm just sharing information with you. Trump's tax returns have been released. <laughs> and there's a lot of controversy over the man himself. Some people think he's a genius. Some people think he's a tax cheat. But here's what I want you to think. Regardless of what's going on, in my opinion, he's a good example of someone who has used the tax code to his advantage. Point blank, period. Okay? You can you know, bash the comment sections about all the stuff that he has done outside of that. But when it comes to the tax code, he has figured out how to use it to his advantage to protect his family. Now, in particular, he's made excellent use of the depreciation deduction. I'm a big fan of the depreciation deduction, which is why... I have a whole little training down below that teaches you how to use depreciation in the program tax alchemy, which is also on the logo. I might, oh yeah, this might even on, on my t-shirt. That's all I teach on is how to use depreciation to offset your ordinary income. If you're a W-2 taxpayer, if you're a 1099 taxpayer and you're thinking, 
I can't do this stuff. You're absolutely crazy. Yes, you can. Every single day, I'm teaching other real estate investors how to purchase real estate to offset their W-2 and 1099 income. And I know how to do it without even becoming a real estate professional. You don't have to spend 750 hours and show the government you're spending more time in real estate than any other thing. There are other ways around the passive activity loss rules that will allow for you to use losses to offset your W-2 and 1099 income. I'd love to be a teacher um, to help you with that. Now, as always, thank you guys so much for watching. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and let me know what you think about this video. I will be watching you in the comments. I look forward to seeing you guys on the next one. Thank you so much. Cheers.